0: Episode 99 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's IamCaleb and then another B. Follow my co-host friend and producer, Eddie Cornelison, on Twitter at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, ECHeroCast. And Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. Of course, as always, please check me out. Every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences Podcast, which is part of the, pardon me, the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And, uh, Eddie, the recording date is Monday, February 14th. Happy St. Valentine's Day to you, sir.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, free Pornhub Premium Day, whatever, whatever you want to observe.
1: Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Good to know.
0: Yeah, well, still a few hours left. But, (laughs) all kidding aside, man. um, Folks, we may be a lot of things. Some might even call us losers. And that's what we're reviewing this week. We're reviewing The Losers. This was directed by Sylvan White. And now this was released on April 23rd, 2010, just one week after Kick-Ass. So the time capsule it's going to be very similar. I, I don't really have anything special to report that I didn't say last week. Nothing really comes to mind. I got a sunburn that week, if I remember correctly, but, you know, that's whatever. That's, that's the life of a pasty white kid in the uh, mid-spring in Oklahoma at the time.
1: Well, I got my internship at the radio station. Nice. So that was fun. I uh, Let's see. I still wake up every morning to that station. They were complaining about the referees in the Super Bowl today. Mm-hmm. I was just like... Get. Well, it was rigged, man. At least the host. Because, like, <laughs> there's the sports guy, and he was like, oh, this call, the worst call. And the host of the show at least was like... Yeah, but I mean, there was the one missed face mask, and the sports guy did agree that that was also a well, bad call. But
0: Look, okay, this is going to be dated by like three weeks by the time this comes out, but the most egregious call in that game was the no call on the offensive face mask by T. Higgins on Jalen Ramsey. Because Jalen Ramsey doesn't just fall down.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: That doesn't happen. Now, if he has his face mask, like, twisted around, yes, that's more prone to happen. And, you know, the Bengals got a touchdown off of that. So, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, my thing – I mean, look, uh, the referees didn't cause you to have seven sacks – Mm-hmm. Or uh have Eli Apple unable to cover Cooper Cup or Well that, the referees that, that, didn't tell you okay. to go for it on fourth and one on the fifty and not make it and give the Rams a short field. And the uh-huh. referees didn't uh have a idiot from the sidelines run out <laughs> to celebrate in the end zone. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or or the referees didn't tell you to not when the Rams had three three and outs in a row, the referees didn't say, Hey, make sure you don't even score a field goal during that time. Mm-hmm. I don't think the referees did any of that, so if they did, then no. yes, the Bengals were robbed.
0: But no, uh, but it was rigged, man. It was rigged. Yeah, it was rigged.
1: Anyway, yeah. uh, the internship I did get to interview uh, a Chapman, so that was cool. Even though I don't really care for him right now. Club legend Chapman. Yeah. Um, the current Indians. Oh, sorry, the current Guardians. Uh, I think he's the. He's either the third. I think he's the third base coach, or the bench coach. Uh, he might have got moved around, but uh, he was with the uh, minor league baseball team at the time. Should be what? a manager. Wish he was with the Yankees, but we retained our crappy manager, so we're going to...
0: You're, you're talking about Araldus Chapman, right? Yeah,
1: I interviewed him, and um, the he's the current Guardians bench coach.
0: Oh, yeah, I was, uh, I was confused. Pardon no, me. there's
1: multiple people. Uh, yes. But he was the manager of the... Uh, Columbus Clippers at the time who's had a lot of success, won a couple triple a pennants, their championships. I don't know why he's getting passed up for people with no manager experience like Aaron Boone, but that's another story and it's a rant I've made all too often. Yeah. Um, let's see what else did we, Oh, I had the, uh, the morning show got to wake up at like 4:15 AM to sit in a room and not do a whole lot. So that wasn't the best part of it. Um, Let's see. Pretty sure. Sh- oh, and it's kind of when I discovered I don't think I want to do radio. So mm. it was um quick story. It Because um, I, I realized when I did the college radio show, it was just me and some friends talking sports, and we wouldn't always talk about Ohio State or Cleveland, uh, you know, the Cavs or uh Indians or the Reds. We would talk about every team because that's how people talked. And, but with the radio station, it was like, you better be talking Ohio State football or maybe Ohio State basketball. Maybe we can do some Blue Jackets, Browns and Bengals we might be able to update on. That's pretty much it. Because I remember uh, during one of the morning shifts, The news had just broke like five minutes earlier that like Brandon Marshall got traded to the Dolphins. And I was like, oh, he's a Pro Bowl player. People might be interested in that. You know, fantasy football is pretty big. That that might have some ramifications. I told the sports guy, the same one was on this morning, by the way. He's like, oh, interesting. Well, that wouldn't be a story we'd mention on air, though. I was like, oh okay well i thank you for letting me know because that's officially not what i want to do now (laughs) because i just i got the gist of it i'm like oh and then i'm assuming every radio station is the same way where you have to talk only one team and i just can't do that yeah yeah for sure um, let's see here. Okay,
0: so a lot of the a lot of the time capsules the same. Like I alluded to, your number one song digital downloads still the widest song ever. Hey, Soul Sister by Train. Um, your champions in wrestling on the WWE front are the same: John Cena, the WWE champion on Raw, and Jack Swagger, Oklahoma Zone, the World Heavyweight Champion on SmackDown. In Ring of Honor, Tyler Black is still your ROH World Champion and in TNA. And you may remember this title when or I don't know if you were watching at the time. Um, But if you were, you definitely remember this because this is right when TNA was trying the Monday Night Impact thing. And on one of the first episodes they did live, they put the belt on Rob Van Dam over AJ Styles.
1: That was, uh, I was watching at the time, uh, that was, now, it's been a while and I, I gave up fairly quickly, but, um, uh, I believe, was this not the start of when TNA was really getting momentum, but then they just kept going back to the old WWE X ex, or X WWE guys
0: uh, that really, you could argue that it started in 2007, yeah. but you know, by now it's 2010, we brought in shop to be consultants and, you know, help run creative. And like, we've outed Jeff Jarrett, like he's not there anymore. Russo's hardly there. Jim Cornette is definitely not there. Um,
1: that's right. Hogan and, and yeah, yeah, they
0: were bad because yeah, they're going full bore, like WCW, WWE light sort of thing. And you know what's funny is just how, like, how Hogan everything was right down to, and I remember this still 12 years later, uh, when Rob Van Dam won the belt, they did a confetti drop and it's like, that's pretty cool. You know, I love seeing a confetti drop. That's one of my favorite things about championship games, man. Um, and you know, wrestling matches, you know, WrestleMania and so on and so forth. Um, but they did a confetti drop, and the confetti drop was in red and yellow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a very Hulk Hogan, even though he's in his 50s at this point, he could barely walk, man. Like, six months later, he'd come down, he would hobble down to the ring on crutches, can barely walk. But he is still has a presence in a world title situation.
1: Whoops. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh... That, that that era really really sucked. I remember there was No, an... no, no. I'm going to say this. There look, the
0: Hogan Bishop era, there's like a couple good stories from that. And I'm going to out them right now. And you know, we'll revisit them when we get to the 2011-2012 time period. The saga of Bobby Roode as the uh, the it factor of pro wrestling. His heel his heel run as world champion. That was really good. And also, and I know he's a pariah now, he's kind of a dick, always kind of has been, Austin Aries' rise in TNA as well.
1: Maybe. I couldn't get past the immortal stuff. That killed me. Mm. Uh, no, uh, and I don't blame you. That was awful. Um, uh, I remember, was oh, uh, an episode of Impact, starting with Bischoff, just playing guitar for like ten minutes. I'm like, this sucks. Like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> that yeah. was that was pretty much the time when I was like, well, I I give up on this. This this isn't working out. And I don't think I tune in again until Aces and Eights. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a time to tune in. That was intriguing at first. Yeah,
0: it was, and the reveal of Bully Ray as the as the leader was really cool. But about a month or two after that, it kind of started to really falter. What a bunch of losers. Yes, what a bunch of losers indeed. What is your history
1: with the losers, my man? Well, as I said last week, I didn't know it existed until now, so (laughs) I have none. So,
0: pretty much the same. I've seen the trailer.
1: I remember seeing the
0: trailer, um, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer, you know, when the movie was coming out and being like, oh, that looks pretty cool, and... Never saw it until Friday, for what it's worth,
1: but. I don't even without the giving trailer. away my rating. What's that now? I don't even remember the trailer, honestly.
0: <laughs> without giving away my rating, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, I won't say anything.
0: Okay, that's not a good sign, but either way. No, um, no, it,
1: it could be. I suppose.
0: Uh, this was directed by not Sylvain Granier but Sylvain White. And let's look, look at the – oh, wait. Pardon me. Before we do that, do you have the budget and the critical reception of this film as well?
1: No, I don't have any of that. You yeah, don't? Yeah, I do.
0: Budget okay, good, was
1: uh, budget was $25 million. Box office it's BY why there was not a second one, even though oh, it's no. set up to be one. $29.9 Yikes. So uh, where did I have it? Oh, 4.9 million, which uh, you know we don't count marketing, but uh, you can imagine it probably didn't make anything.
0: Yeah, and they still yeah they barely made enough money to pay for uh,
1: for Negan's uh, just for men. Yeah, it was uh, 6.3 million in today money. And Pardon me, Jeffrey at,
0: D. Morgan. I forgot his I forgot his actual name.
1: That's alright. Well, yeah. it puts it at 67 on the list, between yeah. uh, right right below The Crow, City of Angels, but right above Turbo, a Power Ranger movie. Remember that? Yeah. That was bad. Uh, vaguely, I remember the one the
0: one lady had her 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 bosom showing. Yeah, Diva talks.
1: Yes, there we go, there we go. That is a
0: blast from the past, my man. <laughs>
1: yeah, 97. Now that was a good year for wrestling. Uh, I wish we were doing no, the I'm talking, time I'm capsule back about, then. Like,
0: I'm talking about Dude, I'm talking about like a blast from the past in regards like when we recorded the show.
1: Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a Christmas episode if I recall. What is it? Um Or maybe a God? New Year's Eve. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh who's oh the critics were forty eight percent fans, fifty four percent, so pretty mm-hmm. similar.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you this, I went higher.
1: Alright. Yeah. We'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: Who do you have on the cast?
0: Uh, why would I write that down? Why would I do that? Why would I do my due diligence and not, you know, stall for time while I pull up the IMDB page? Why would I do that?
1: Well, the first up is, uh, let's see, Idris Elba as, uh, Captain... Roke. Roke, yeah. Uh, Idris got a, uh... That was in the, uh, First episode of Bel Air, Will Will Smith called because the I don't know if you have ever watched the original Fresh Prince. I have. Okay, and you know Jeffrey's British. Well, yes. in this yes. one Jeffrey is from I don't know which country, but he's from Africa. And mm-hmm. uh, Will he cakes Will's bag, or he goes to grab Will's bag, and he's like, "Whoa, I'll grab my own bag." Idris, I was like, "That's Jesus. kind of that's kind of funny." So yeah, <laughs> just made me think of that.
0: Well, that
1: that's lovely, lovely critique on Idris Elba in this movie. Um, no, oh, no, he was good in the I, movie, though. I will say yeah, this was, was a, a, a
0: this was very star-studded like- cast. It was too, and this was his second least likable character, of course, behind Charles Minor in The Office.
1: <laughs> uh, what a dick! Did you have boss like Charles Minor? Uh.
0: I mean, surely, yeah. No, yes, I know I did. I know I did, yes, yes, and I am glad she's gone.
1: <laughs> he wasn't a boss, but he had, a he out, I don't know, I'm gonna say outranked, but he, he did yeah. have, like, kind of authority, but he wasn't my boss, but yes, yeah. he was kind of similar.
0: Ooh, so it's like he was given, like, extra responsibility or something? Kind of, yeah. Because like, I may or may not be that kind of guy at my work right now.
1: <laughs> no, you're you're not this kind of guy. So it'd be like um, he's responsible for like monitoring people, but he doesn't really have authority to discipline them. But that doesn't mean he uh, didn't. Um, yeah. So like I remember one time I was – I got up out of my chair, God forbid, and I was showing someone something on their computer and he just showed up. He's like oh. – do I need to put a seatbelt on your chair? Like, what are you doing out of your seat? And I'm like, God, this, this guy sucks. God. Get out of here. Like, what a clown. Yeah. But he, he was... I don't mean, know. I can't even say boss, but he was... Uh, actually, yeah. my, my supervisor did talk to him and said, Hey, she said, like, I told him you were picking on him. I'm like, he's not picking on me. He's just being a dick. Like... Anyway, that was uh, Idris Elba.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Idris Elba. No, Idris Elba was really likable throughout 90% of this film. That's what made the heel turn so shocking.
1: Spoilers.
0: Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it in the plot. Jeez. What would you think of uh, Columbus Short as
1: Pooch? Columbus Short. My kind of name. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um... They didn't have a ton for this character to do, yeah, it was just like he's got to get home to his pregnant wife, but like that was the extent of his character, you know, so I don't know there there's not a whole lot to say with them. He did get home to his pregnant wife, though, so congrats,
0: yeah, good congrats on the sex,
1: pal, yeah, it's cool. <laughs>
0: Um let's see. Here we need to talk about Cougar. He was more just a kind of a silent shooter.
1: Yeah, he was a sniper, which uh I hate them in Warzone. <clears throat> yeah. They're just the worst. They ruin. they really ruin the game. Yeah. Not much to the character. No, he just would snipe you and uh give a thumbs or give a tip of the cap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see here next up. Okay. I have a th- two theories about this movie. One, this movie is everything that GI Joe Rise of Cobra should have been.
1: Okay. In regards I could to the see ense- that.
0: In regards to the ensemble cast, like they did it right, you know. Um I would also add that Chris Evans as Jensen is the best version of Chris Evans as the Human Torch that we've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Chris Evans, oh. um,
0: I really liked him here, I'm going to be honest with you.
1: Well, he's, he's had a rough go in the podcast.
0: Yeah, and it's because, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Chris Evans, though. In the three movies we've seen him in, it's like he's doing Ryan Reynolds, but he's not Ryan Reynolds, man.
1: True. He was um he was similar-ish to Ryan Reynolds in this one. Yeah. I thought yeah. um I mean, nothing will top Human Torch. That was like peak him trying to be Ryan Reynolds, but Yeah. I thought he was also still kind of doing the Ryan Reynolds thing. Um I will say he was coming on to his own a little more in this. Uh, so there was one scene that uh, was in the, like, elevator lobby that I thought was kind of cringy a little with Cougar in him. Uh, but he is coming onto his own as an actor a little bit. This, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I guess this is, might be his best role, but it's like the other so options far. is Human Torch and Guy from Push and what the hell else was he in? Um, I think was, that's it. Uh oh uh
0: he was
1: Casey he was the voiceover of Casey Jones as well. Yeah, that's true. That was a yeah. kind of a forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he yeah. should just stop being a superhero. It's just not working out.
0: Yeah, I think uh I don't know, man. I know Caps coming up, but I feel like John Krasinski could probably do a better
1: job. Um <laughs> Hey, he might be in the new uh Doctor Strange yeah. movie. That 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 trailer got everybody talking. Could be, yeah, could be.
0: Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to the villain side. One, shout-out Holt Holt McCallany. Now, shout-out him as Wade. Uh, He did have a good line. Sir, I'm Canadian. Uh, (laughs) That being said, shout-out to him, by the way, because I just recently watched Fight Club, and I forgot he was even in there. And also shout-out to him because he's awesome in Mindhunter as well.
1: All right. I'll take your word are for
0: you, it. Not, you're not familiar with Mindhunter, are you? Nope. I think we've had this discussion multiple times on the on the podcast. Uh, also, Sounds about right. Yes, Jason Patrick is Max. I really liked him. I'm gonna be honest with you, I really did. I who was it? You had a recast that was really good, and who was it, man?
1: Yeah, I I wasn't as big on Max as you were. I mean, he was yeah. he was all right. I just feel like I'm watching him. And I'm like, you know who would nail this is Walton Goggins. Yes. And, there we go. This would have been perfect for him. Yeah. And I mean, this cast is pretty, I mean, as you know, Idris wasn't the star that he would become yet. Neither was Chris Evans, but still a pretty uh, strong ensemble. So
0: the vibe I'm getting, you wouldn't be wrong. Here's the thing. Walton Goggins would, would be great as the foil to these people. Um. The vibe I'm getting is that you take the Max character to be like a lesser version of Boyd Crowder, although there are differences. It's like, you know, you're clearly trying to go for Boyd Crowder, even though Justified, I think, was like a year old at the time when this movie came out. Uh,
1: they're re- they're doing another Justified season, by the way. I, don't know I saw. Know. That.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I hope. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. If Boyd Crowder is who I would necessarily want. Um, well, no,
0: like, yeah, you can't be like, I'm going to run meth in, the, in yeah, the... No, no. ...tucky, like, no. Uh,
1: more or less just um, the, the mannerisms, I suppose, would have been good.
0: Yeah. And the, the speech patterns and everything.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yep. Yes. All right, next up, Zoe Saldana as Aisha. What do you think
1: uh this was hmm she was a strange character <laughs> um, yeah. i I mean, I get the motivation, but then I don't know some of the decisions that the character made was very odd as far as the portrayal of her um uh, it was fine, I would say, yeah. Nothing to, uh, didn't blow me away or anything, but, um, I'll get, actually the, really the first scene we get her in is like the weirdest character decision she makes, which I will get to momentarily.
0: Yes, for sure. And our main event, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Clay.
1: (laughs) I wrote, um, Clay looks like, this is true throughout the entire movie, by the way. Uh, Clay looks like he partied all night at a bachelor party and woke up wearing the same clothes that he wore the night before.
0: <laughs> I can see that, yeah. but Of he's, course, he's, Jeffrey Dean kind of gives off those vibes just naturally as well.
1: Well, he always in the movie had like messed up hair. He had mm-hmm. a five o'clock shadow. He, had, yep. uh, he always wore an untucked button-down shirt that had like the top two buttons undone and a suit jacket. And yeah. he just looked like uh, Bradley Cooper in The Hangover. Like, oh, I just can't believe we uh, can't believe we lost Cougar. Like, where'd he go? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was good in it. But I just, I every scene he's wearing the same thing, and it's was funny to me. And he had the no, same he, look. But... He never found time to shave in that whole ordeal
0: dude no like you don't really have time to shave when you're you know you're on the run and you're trying to take down a uh eco terrorist as he would call himself
1: well everyone at least changed their clothes he's just kind of yeah. wore the same thing it's like i'm going for you know post-night bachelor party that's the look i'm <laughs> going for yeah hey i have heard- yes
0: for the outro, of course, either Don't Stop Believin' by Journey, since that is on the soundtrack, or Loser by Beck.
1: Um, okay. But
0: that's just the one the one request that I have.
1: Yeah, that'll work. Uh, yeah, Don't Stop Believin'. Oh, uh, man. I like Journey, <laughs> but that might be the most overplayed song in the history of music.
0: Oh, it definitely is, man. It definitely is. <laughs> for sure. Um, we've went over all the casts that that are relevant to the discussion. Mm Mm-hmm. And some extras as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we can get into the plot.
1: Yes, well, we meet the losers, so you get to do that again. You got uh, Jensen as the comms and tech guy. Cougar Mm -hmm. is long-range eliminations. The sniper that uh, pisses me off in Warzone. Uh, Pooch, Transpo, and Heavy Weps. That's what it said. Don't, uh, yell at me. Heavy Weps. Mm-hmm. And Rogue. I swear to God I wrote Rogue throughout the entire thing.
0: No, that uh, makes uh, sense. Your phone probably autocorrected to Rogue, to be honest with you. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Well, he does demo and tactical, and, uh, Clay hosts the Rush Limbaugh show. No, he's actually operational <laughs> control. Uh, So they're in Bolivia, and they're on a mission to stop a local heroin distributor. Okay. They get there, and the guy is using children as mules. And they want to call off the mission, but their superior, Max, whoever that is, he ignores them. And so the losers decide, well, we're going to storm the base, kill all the guards, which they do, and uh, we'll have to do this before the airstrike, which do so they, they get all the kids out kill the bad guys and they're about to board the, oh uh, clay also kills the uh head heroin dude that's what was his name frank
0: uh that doesn't sound incorrect
1: i know he doesn't look like a frank he's bolivian
0: <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but i think they did call him frank could have been a code name but
0: here- but he's very important to the uh, plot. His death is very important to the plot.
1: hmm So, he's dead. Um, oh, jeez, it's Fadil. <laughs> well, will start with an F, and there's an A in yeah. there, so half credit. Uh, so, yeah, Fadil's dead, and uh, there's an airstrike. Blows up the place. They're about to board a helicopter to be rescued, and... Instead, the helicopter, there's a missile that fires at the helicopter and blows it up. So they are stuck in Bolivia.
0: Yeah, and uh, what's worse is they were supposed to be on
1: that helo. Yeah, well, you know, glad they weren't.
0: Yeah, for sure. But 25 uh, Bolivian kids were murdered as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Sad. Yes. Yes. But we cut to the TV news and it's showing that all the kids are dead and the losers were responsible for it. And uh, they got to, like, a government guy. He's like, they were under no way acting under the supervision of the United States government. Yeah. (laughs) So a big frame job is afoot.
0: Absolutely, yes. Either a frame job or just complete, like, oh, we have no responsibility over this.
1: Yeah. Or both. Well, Clay and Roke are still in Bolivia. And Clay and <laughs> Fetty
0: went... cockfighting.
1: Yeah. Well, it's probably legal there. Yeah. People, I don't think, realize in cockfighting, one of the cocks always dies. <laughs> are people not aware of that? I just assumed that was the case. Well, my first introduction to cockfighting, uh, I mean, I, I, I remember reading about it in a book when I was a kid, but it was just like sports around the world and it was just, like, a photo, and I was like, okay, I get the gist of it, but first exposure is probably Seinfeld, and all he said was it's two roosters pecking at each other, and it is not. They attach, like, razor blades to their talons, <laughs> and yeah. they fight until one is dead, hence why it's illegal, which it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're at a cockfight, and, <laughs> uh... So, uh, yeah, Roke wants... Uh, he's like, ah, let's just find a way home and be done with this. That's important. And Clay's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got to get our revenge. And then he picks up a hooker named Aisha. Except she's not a hooker. Nope. This was she the first... She Donna. Yeah, this was the first thing that uh, was strange. They have this fight in a hotel room. The hotel room, they... Knocked over a TV which sparks and sets the whole thing on fire. And then she tells him that she can help him find Max. Like, why didn't you just say that earlier? Why did you two have to fight? I don't understand that. That's odd. Yeah, they're, like, really fighting, too. Like, she throws a desk chair at him, and, like, that would hurt. Yeah. Not to mention, they almost burned up in a building. Yeah. Then we meet Max... Uh, so anyway, we meet Max. He's uh, pretty brutal, has some henchmen toss someone off of a roof. Except that's not what he wanted him to do. But he didn't really stop him either, so maybe he did. But we kind of get an idea of what kind of person he is. Anyway, Alicia gets the losers back to the U.S. in coffins. I was kind of thinking that like getting back into America would be like a big part of the plot. And it's like, nope, they're just back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there they are.
0: Yeah, they they didn't really explain where they were. Um, I guess they didn't feel it important, even though like we are led to believe the losers have split up. But it's quickly like no, no, they weren't.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just like oh, they're back. I think they go to Miami. Um, so Miami. mean yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Max has this weapon can basically vaporize a giant mass of land. That's uh, how I described it. Yeah. Anyways, they uh, I usually let them know that you know Max is gonna be in this convoy with all this security and this armored uh, armored um, bus, I think, armored van, whatever. Uh, And we got to attack this convoy. So they show up for some reason in a Ford Pinto. I didn't (laughs) get that. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I thought they would like maybe run the Pinto into the thing and then it would blow up as they tend to do, but they didn't. Uh, yeah. But they used one of the after they took out all the you know security cars around it and the police escort. They used one of those helicopters with the big magnet. Um, they pick up the van that's supposedly containing Max. They finally drop it off and. There's no Max inside, just some hard drive. So the losers yeah. think Aisha betrayed them, and Clay says, ah, "Shoot her and burn everything." <laughs> <laughs> he's cashed out.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's done.
1: And he's I, done. yeah, Aisha's like, "Look, I couldn't find Max, but the info on the hard drive will be very important information." So they decide, "All right, we'll give it another shot." Uh, Clay and Aisha sleep together, and also Max has a base set up at the Cradle from Goldeneye. Yeah. Remember the, remember the Cradle?
0: Sorry, dude. Uh, Goldeneye is just a bit older than me, buddy. Oh, it's like one of the all-time best games. That's everything I've been told, I don't, I don't not believe you. It's just like I said. It's just, it's a bit
1: before my time. Have you seen Goldeneye?
0: I've only heard of the Legacy.
1: Oh. Well, the movie, the end of the movie is where this was. And I recognized it right away. Like, that's the cradle. I played that level so many times because that game was so hard. Yeah. Aztec level. Oof, oh, brutal. So, Jensen... What was the other level? all oh, the control. Good God, that was a tough level. Anyway, Jensen breaks into the Goliath, which is like a stand-in for Apple. Um... It's a company that made the hard drive, and breaking into their stuff is really hard, and it's all encrypted and everything, and it's like, you know, if you take a terrorist cell phone to Apple, they'll be like, no, we're not breaking into that, as they <laughs> tend to tend to do. Yeah. Um, but he steals a device that can break open the hard drive and read it, and... This was, like, a weird scene. This was, I thought, kind of cringe, where, like, he's got all these security guards surrounding him, and he's just, like, using finger guns, Jensen, that is. And it's Cougar from, like, a building across the street sniping these people. And he's, like, yeah. finger gunning them. I'm like, what in the hell? Just do something cooler than that. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is, yeah. It is a little weird. Anyway, they read the hard drive, and they learn the info on the hard drive. They basically dis- – it, it, uh, it was holding $400 million, and the way they described the hard drive was pretty much what a – it's pretty similar to a crypto wallet this is the way I took it. like It's like a wallet is holding the money. It's not a bank account. You can just kind of uh, take it anywhere, and then fine. you can deposit it somewhere. I'm like they're describing a crypto wallet before yep. crypto was even a thing. Yeah, doing it like
0: years before crypto is really a thing.
1: Yeah, I actually looked it up. Um, Bitcoin came out like a few months after this movie dropped, and it was eight hundredths of a penny.
0: Man, imagine if you got in on the very ground floor of uh, of, of Bitcoin.
1: Whew, that'd be nice. Yeah. It's funny, though. Someone The first time someone told me to buy it, I looked it up, and it was $750 for a Bitcoin. He's like, you got to get on this man. It's gonna be worth a ton. It's gonna be great. I'm like seven hundred fifty dollars for a coin that you can't even use. What the hell? This is stupid. Well, mm. it didn't work out for me.
0: <laughs> Egg on your face, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the time, seven hundred fifty dollars would have been a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but God, even if I only bought one and I sold it at like sixty grand, that's a hell of a return on investment. Oh, for sure. Now they're doing Super Bowl ads of a QR code.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, "What? what's this QR code? And I, cl- and I don't even click on it, of course. I don't even bother with it. But you can see, like, at the very end, it was Coinbase, right?
1: Coinbase, yeah. I, I, I had to click on it. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I was glad it hit the corner. That was nice. I was,
0: too, man. I was, too, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh Bitcoin, the only thing crypto done for me is, uh, because I've lost so much in it, is uh, reduce the <laughs> amount of money I owed on my taxes. So, thank you, crypto. Yes, yeah. I did owe whatever, and then it dropped it down by like uh, 180. Like, that's pretty decent. <laughs> you know, usually hard to get kind of deductions, so I was like, all right, that's not bad. But yeah. Crypto, not for me. It's not, hasn't been good to me. Anyway, um, the money is uh for the selling of a snook, a sonic nuclear bomb. Yes. Yeah. While in bed with Aisha, Clay learns that uh, he killed, or the drug lord that he had killed, was uh her dad. So, awkward. Very awkward. Man, if I had a nickel for every
0: time I killed one of my friend's dads, I'd have zero nickels.
1: I'd have one. Oh, man, that's wild. <laughs> so Max wanted the losers... Here's the the big reveal. Max wanted the losers to kill the drug lord because the drug lord figured out his plan. He just did. Uh, during this ordeal, Aisha... Uh, obviously, tensions are very high upon learning all of this. So Aisha shoots Jensen in the shoulder and escapes. So they're... They all leave. They're storming the base of, of Max, who's now moved from the cradle to a the port in Los Angeles where they deliver all the shipping crates, yes. where they're all stuck now, I guess. Or maybe Are they still stuck? I don't think they are anymore.
0: I don't think they're stuck anymore.
1: Okay, well, that's good. Anyway, where they were stuck, and uh, they're swarmed by security, and it's like someone knew they were coming. Because the whole the whole plan was up there, you know. You got Cougar crouched ready to snipe people, and people just run it behind him. They're like, "Yeah, we got you." Who sold him out? Well, you already spoiled it. It was old <laughs> Charles Minor. Yeah, Captain Roke, that son of a bitch. Yeah, I will say I was glad he had like a, more motivation because at first his um. He basically only says, well, I I did this because I wanted out and you pulled me back in. Like, that's <laughs> a stupid motivation. But we learn that he has an ulterior motive. So I'm at least glad they threw that in there because it's like you wanted to leave and Clay made you. Like, no, not really. Exactly. <laughs> you no, you, you could have left. left whenever you wanted. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, anyway, Wade, The I haven't mentioned old Wade yet, but he hadn't done anything worth mentioning. He's the chief security guard for Max. He brings the losers to Max, and the guards line up the losers. They're going to be executed, but they're saved by Aisha. And the losers go after Max and Roque. Uh Roke's trying to steal a plane with all of Max's money on it, so that was his motivation. You know, get $400 million richer. Not yeah, bad. exactly. It makes sense, yeah. I mean, he could have just waited a couple months and bought Bitcoin, but...
0: I am also a fan of uh, getting $400 million richer.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. you, you'd probably be... You wouldn't be able to come back to the U.S., all that kind yeah. of money. They would, you know, tend to flag flag that amount of money missing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure there's a few islands I could find that I would enjoy, or maybe just buy.
0: Mm, yes,
1: yes. Buying an island, that's not a red flag
0: at all. No, well, I mean... No, I meant for me, like, to judge someone on a personal level.
1: Oh, well, yeah, clearly it is. Yeah, exactly. Clearly it is. Yes. The Firefest Island.
0: <laughs> not where I was going with that, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh. Yep. That was a, uh... let be the second Fresh Prince, uh tie in this episode i watched one i've been watching it during my lunch break there was yeah. one today i'm like how did peacock n- or not peacock uh, how did hbo not edit this line out like it aged i mean it was bad at the time don't get me wrong yeah but it aged so bad it, it was now granted it wasn't like re- it wasn't canon to the show it was like you know how when you retell a story in a sitcom, the one character is always, like, the main character is always so much better and everyone else is so much worse than what actually happened? That sort of deal? Yeah. Like, um. I'm familiar. You know, I'm, I'm familiar. Like the King of the Hill Firehouse episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, in this one, Will's throwing a party and Uncle Phil's telling the story and the party is way louder in Phil's story than it is in real life. And like the neighborhood, he's like, Oh, uh," he's like, you got to turn down the music just a little bit because we don't want to disturb the neighbors. And Will's like, well, the only thing I'm interested in is uh the uh, neighbor's 15 year old daughter. Know what I'm saying? And I'm like, "Will,
0: Oh my God.
1: What the hell did you just say? Yeah. (laughs) And then, then she comes up in like a bikini and it's like, You know, hey, Mr. Banks, you know, my parents don't care. And I was like, wow, this. uh..." Yikes, dude. And he's in college at this point in the show. So there's no. Yeah. (laughs) There's no gray area. No, no gray area. I'm like, "Will, did you just hit on a 15 year old girl? That's creepy. I don't know how that. (laughs) Just going to. I don't know. That was. Let's uh... move
0: forward
1: (laughs) how did i even bring that up
0: i don't know (laughs) i alluded to jeffrey epstein and you just kind of oh
1: yeah well you know we it's our second fresh prince one maybe i can shoehorn in a third yeah so yeah um roke's uh going off on the plane clay goes after him they fight but roke knocks him off the plane he's like i win i think he lost his eye at this point in the fight though so that would that would kind of suck well, yeah, just really, really swollen. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, and it's at this point that uh, Wade and Max realize that Roke is stealing their money. And then in maybe one of the more improbable scenes we've ever seen in the podcast. <laughs> so yes, Wade gets on a motorcycle. He's heading towards the plane. The plane is heading towards the motorcycle and needs is going to try and take off. And Clay's just standing in the middle and they're charging at each, well, they're driving at each other and Cougar snipes the bike in the fuel tank. The bike goes, or sorry, Wade goes flying into the engine of the plane. He's dead. Engine blows up. And then the bike goes flying into the plane, blowing it up as well, all while Clay just stands there looking at it. All cool, like, yep, that's how that was supposed to go down. Just as we planned. Yes, absolutely. Preposterous, but... (laughs) Ludicrous. Very. He should have been on the halftime show of the Super Bowl. That's what it was missing. Instead of Fat 50 Cent. A little bit of move, bitch, for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why are people making fun of Fat 50 Cent? It's been 20 years. Of course he put on weight.
1: It's just funny as all. I don't know. I guess.
0: Yeah, fat shaming. People out here fat shaming. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, look on the bright side. If he gets shot again, it won't hurt as bad. Oh, my God. His organs are more protected. Uh,
0: I don't think that's true, but go ahead.
1: It's true. So, Clay, it's more true than what we just saw in the movie. (laughs) So, Clay has Max cornered on a crane but Max says he's got a uh, pressure trigger, and if he lifts his f- uh, finger off the trigger, uh, one of these uh, sonic boom bombs, whatever, yes. stugs, snugs, snugs, whatever nuke. the hell they were called. Yeah, the snook. Nu- That'll go off and blow up L.A. So, uh, I like this where Clay just shoots him in the shoulder. And, uh, well, Max didn't care for that. And, um, it's got like a 10 second delay, by the way. So Max then just tosses the trigger uh, off of the crane. He should have tossed it onto the cement. So you know that was a a big error on his part. So he tosses it, but he's tosses it into the water. Of course, Clay dives off, grabs the trigger in midair, puts his finger back on it. He's you know saves the uh, saves the city from being blown up, but. Max gets away. So, he's going to be in the sequel that will not happen, but yeah. he's he's on a bus, and he gets his watch stolen by two big dudes. So, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. That was strange. Not
0: really stolen so much as, like, persuaded, because he did give it away, but it's like, I mean, you know what happens if you don't give it away.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they just come up and they're like, that's a nice watch. <laughs> so, uh... Pooch then makes it back in time to see his wife give birth and roll credits. But not so fast. We got a mid credit scene. The Petunias, my man. Yeah, Jensen had a shirt on earlier. It was Petunias. It's for his it's a,
0: uh the uh, soccer team.
1: Yep, needs the soccer team. And mm-hmm. uh Jensen hits on some girl that's there. Wait, no, we didn't. Did I just make that up? No, I think you did. He did. Maybe I just thought he was going to. No, I think he did at one point. Anyway, uh, du- during during <laughs> like, the hitting on, I know someone knocked his uh, his knees down, and he yells at the ref, and then gets tossed, and um, then blames the uh, Super Bowl on the refs. Yes, anyway, roll credits again.
0: <laughs> yeah, as "Don't Stop Believing" plays. Oh man, let's see here. All right, <laughs> so folks, that was the losers we're gonna grade this now and i told you i was going higher than the critics and the fans i really enjoyed this it did miss on some notes you know it wasn't perfect it was far from perfect but i am giving this a seven out of ten this was a fun little thrill ride
1: all right all right seven seven um this is gonna sound harsher than it's intended yeah but uh you know, given the cast, uh, I'm going to say, and, and the premise, I'm going to say there was a good movie buried in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just had to pull it out a little bit. I think in this particular case, there's just a few things you'd have to tweak. A few of the cringier scenes I'd get rid of. The action was Good. I think it needed a great action scene. And yeah. we, we didn't we never got that. Um, maybe the motivations at times could be a little clearer. Um, I'm not even sure if I even really liked the rogue heel turn. I mean, maybe it was It made it made sense to me. Like yeah. you know,
0: they kind of allude to the fact that like Rogue doesn't really want to be there. Um so but sorry I interrupted.
1: No, it was uh it, it did, but it didn't, I don't know it yeah could have been a little better, but I'm gonna give it a five, I mean okay. it's to me, it's a little forgettable, but it's not bad, um yeah. you know what i'll hold on i'll I'll do five and a half all right it's Five uh, and a half? It's, yeah it's not bad um, it's just it could have you could it could have been elevated just a little bit more is all, yeah. No, I get you. This isn't
0: one I'll buy on Blu-ray, but this may be one, like, a rainy day thing. If it's like, oh, I guess I'll watch this again.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Next week. Next tri- week, folks. Triple going, digits. We Yes,
0: episode 100, and we are going back to the MCU. And, and in fact, we may, we may very well have a guest for next week. I, I will uh, talk to Eddie about that off the air. Uh, folks, Ooh. episode 100, we're going back to the MCU, and as such, join us by watching on Disney Plus, look for Iron Man 2, little vehicle starring, uh, Robert Downey Jr., if you're familiar.
1: You hear the new Iron Man could be, uh, could be old Tom Cruise.
0: That's a rumor. That is, that a, is rumor. a
1: rumor. He might even be in, in the Multi- new, uh, Doctor Strange. I got I got a, I gotta say this, too. I got a big, uh... I got a big time capsule for next week. A lot of stuff happened. Awesome. Awesome. Actually, there was a... Let me throw in one thing I missed today because uh, it's going to come back around. Um, Back in February of 2010, I slipped on ice and fractured my knee. Yikes, dude. Still hurts to this day. But Mm, more on that in two weeks. Mm, Yikes. Be be patient. Yeah, yikes. It sucked. (laughs)
0: Patience is a virtue. Trust me, I am learning that right now. Um, (laughs) But, folks, that is – that's the show, right? Now now we just need a quote to get out of here, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um...
0: I just found a Max quote that I really like that's just so – just out there. Come on. I just had it, man. Here we go, to quote Max. It's like giving a handgun to a six year old, Wade. You don't know how it's going to end, but you're pretty sure it's going to make the papers. In the time I'm chipped, pantsies, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins and mouth to cut the chunky with the plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables,
1: stock food, stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. Kill the headlights and put it in neutral. Stock car flaming with the loser and the cruise control. Baby Simrino with the vitamin D. Got a couple of couches, sleep on the line. Lo- or